0: Are you
1: ready, kids?
0: hi captain.
1: Look at me, shot. I'm the captain now.
0: Welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. This is literally Grand Final week, Pato, and welcome to you, Pato. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, grand final week. Uh, good luck to anyone that has made a grand final. I flunked out a long time ago of my work league, which is pretty much the only one that I was focusing on. Um, just just ran out of trades and lesson learned for next year. I've just got to not get sucked in by guys like Patrick Cripps.
0: Pretty much. I'm in two grand finals, um, one of them being my work one. I should storm home in that one. Um, the other one's a bit of a cash league, so hopefully I can win some dollary-do's on that one, Pato.
1: Beautiful. That's what we want out of our free game. Um, and we'll give a shout out. Um, we've got a shout out for one of our
0: listeners who's freaking dominated league games. Pato.
1: Yeah. Um, Aaron mentioned that he's won seven of his uh, prelim finals, and he made eight. And uh, one of them was a cashie. So massive. Good luck to Aaron. Hopefully, you win your cashie at least, and win the, the bragging rights one with your mates or your workmates or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we're we'll going to injuries, Pato, and it's looking fucking grim in defence.
1: Oh, mate. Um. Yeah. Just. Just quickly, the, the carnage of last weekend, uh, with such popular picks being either out or late outs. I'm shocked if anyone actually fielded six premium defenders, let alone just playing defenders. So, um, really, really bad, and a couple of them may miss the whole year. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. Not good. Not good. But yeah, both of the Sydney defenders, well, both of the relevant super coach Sydney defenders, both missed on the weekend, Jake Lloyd and Callum Mills. Um, so Jake Lloyd did a knee. He should play. It's probably more of just managing than anything else. Yep. Yep. Um, and Callum Mills, that Achilles is still bothering him and he's a test. So um, horse wants him to play through it, but he's unsure, but he's been playing with it all year. So I mean, yeah. if he's if he's averaging 114 with a bung Achilles, imagine what he'll do healthy next year. But that's a discussion when we get to Sydney later on in the podcast, Dano. But hopefully, hopefully he plays this week for the Supercoach Grand Finals. Um, now a little bit of news. The pre-finals buy is not happening in the AFL. That's so straight into it. Brace yourselves. There may be some restings this weekend. Just, just, Try not to throw yourself off a bridge after Thursday night teams come out because I I think there will be some carnage, maybe even more than last weekend.
0: Uh, I'll go on to the next bloke, which is um, the one that's been hit with uh, what we call the army injury, a.k.a. General Soreness reporting for duty. That is Stephen May. Um, You reckon he'll play, Pato?
1: Yeah, he'll play. Um, I reckon they were just giving him a week off because they only had the Crows and they've got the Cats this weekend, so they were just getting him right for this game. He'll play, um, from a super coach perspective, he'll probably have to play a lockdown role on Tom Hawkins. So he may not score well, but a 70-odd from Stephen May might be better than a donut from Callum Mills or Tom Stewart. Yep, yep.
0: And, well, Tom Stewart's the next one. He's done for the season. Um, Tim Kelly done for the season. Back in, Jackie Zebel, what's going on with him?
1: Yeah, he's pulled up with a little bit of soreness and been dealing with it for a couple of weeks now. Uh, He may not play this round 23, so there could be a little bit of forward line carnage for teams this weekend, Dano, which is finally one that we avoid and we've been waiting for a Zeeble injury all year. Um, It's just come too late, mate.
0: (laughs) And the last one is your favourite player in the whole entire AFL and the one that you pick uh, for your super coach every year.
1: Yeah, every year except for 2022, mate. I'm, I'm finally <laughs> never going there again.
0: He, he could
1: get 45 touches and 280 super coach points in, in preseason, and I, I won't touch that prick with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> um, but, yeah, apparently he'll play, um, but too little too late, and he's averaging 85, so fuck you, Patrick Cripps. <laughs> Uh,
0: So we're basically doing these um, team reviews of who we liked this year and who we're also looking forward to seeing next year. Um, And we're up to your team, Richmond, Paddo. So take it away. Who have you liked this year from Richmond?
1: Haven't really liked much at all this year from Richmond, to be completely honest, Dano. I mean, the best option really was probably Jaden Short, um, who is – literally our highest averaging super coach player and he averaged 97, which just does not cut the mustard at all in defense. Yeah. So um, I would call that a little bit disappointing. Um, Dusty was very up and down. He's the one that a lot of people had still somehow in 29% of teams, do know? So that <laughs> baffles me. Um, but yeah, not really a lot of super coach relevance this year in terms of Richmond, but I get the sense that there might be a, Fair bit of relevance next year.
0: Um, I beg to differ. I didn't mind Riley Collier Dawkins for a bit of cash generation there. Um, yeah, but other than that, like I ever since I brought in Shea Bolton, he's been fucking shit. His highest score has been 80, and that was last round. So um, yeah, and even Dusty wasn't that great. He was up and down like a yo-yo. So who are you
1: looking forward to next year? Who who would you consider next year, Pato? I've got a couple of names for you here, Dano, and they'll yep. both should be forward eligible. And okay. I won't mention Shay Bolton even though I do like him for next year, but I know people aren't going to want to hear that. They're going to hear the, they're going to want to hear the juicy ones.
0: Yeah, okay go okay, juicy.
1: And I'll lay it out for you. So one name is Daniel Rioli. Yes. Now, since moving to a half back line, he has scored relatively decent. Now, he's got a five-round average of 86, which isn't quite what you want, but that's got a random 54 in there against the, the Dockers. But other than that, he's gone 83, 111, 87, and 95. Now, the kicker is that he should be available as a forward because he played more than half the year up forward. So I think he'll be a forward defensive DPP next year. Oh, now, if gosh. he can maintain a 90-ish Round at 90 ish average. I think he's going to be a pretty decent option next year, but this next one I think is even going to be a better option for us, Dana. Who's that? His name is Jack Graham.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And he has played a lot of half forward this year to the point where it it probably will be touch and go as to whether he gets forward mid capability, but he hasn't spent much time in the center bounces at all now. He's been a little bit up and down with his scoring, but when he's getting those midfield minutes, he goes big. Um, 120 against Carlton in round one, 123 against St Kilda in round five, uh, 109 against the Giants in round nine, 103, 117, 120, 154. There is 100 scores, Dano. Um, and yes, a little bit up and down, but I get the sense that if Trent Cochran doesn't retire, he'll move out of that midfield. And I also get the sense that Dusty may play a little bit more forward next year. Now, if Jack Graham can naturally progress into that midfield now, I also think that he will pick up the captaincy next year. I think not only will Jack Graham go to another level next year, but will also be available as a forward mid swing next year. And I think that's going to be really attractive for people next year.
0: How many times do you want to say next year in a sentence? I'll say it more, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, thoughts on the ruck situation at Richmond, though? That's what I'm intrigued by.
1: Is yeah, Nank the look, Tank
0: going to um, go
1: on, or? Uh, mate, Nank's, Nank's about 26 years old, so he'll definitely go on. Fuck, I thought he was like ancient. Jesus no, mate, Christ. He no, was f- a premiership ruckman at about 21. So I, AFL has
0: not done him justice on um, the aging clock, then. Fuck. I just assumed that he was early 30s.
1: Fucking hell. No, no, he's he's very young, especially for a three-time premiership captain, uh, Captain Ruckman. I just looked it up. He's 27. He's just turned 27 five days ago. So, he's
0: fucking one year younger than me. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, in, in terms of AFL, he's probably coming into his prime. So um, it's funny you mentioned Nankervis with an average of 94 in a very heavily injury-affected Year this year, don't know. Um, might be a cheeky POD for next year. I wouldn't go there myself. Nah, we got our rucks set but, next year. But it has shown pretty good potential as someone that tackles a lot and also usually gets 15-odd possessions just around the ground and usually contested possessions. So um, if you're looking for a nice POD draft, Ruckman or something next year, I really like Toby and Kervis. Yep, yep. Um, but the other one that is should be coming back from an ACL injury is Ivan Soldo. Now, in terms of price, it's going to be a little bit of an awkward one because he's 403000 this year, um, obviously had that ACL injury. So how much of a discount he gets from not playing all year remains to be seen, but I reckon he'll be about 250000 So it's probably too much to sit as an R3, but he will probably rock with Nankervis next year.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's more what I was leaning towards was Ivan Soldo. So, But then I found out that Nankivis is actually a lot younger than I thought. So there you go. Um, we'll move on to St Kilda uh, because you basically said the players that I was going to say for Richmond. Um, St Kilda, who did you
1: like this year, Paddo? Um, this year, I mean, it's hard to go past Jack Steele. Um, yeah. Absolute star. Averaged 126, which is just absurd. Um unreal yeah it's it's just it's a tough one because he's scoring wise he's up there with your olivers with your Walshers, with those guys that you just pick without even thinking but he's not as attractive as those guys in terms of a super coach selection so he'll as a, from a round one perspective he will almost be a pod for us next year if you've got to start him but he's going to be not very cheap at all so that's got to play into your thinking
0: Yep, yep. Um, Anyone, anyone else in there that you liked? Actually, let's let's Uh, let's say who didn't you like from St Kilda this year? Because there's one player that I didn't like, but that's for obvious reasons.
1: I can't think of who you didn't like. Fucking Tom Highmore. Ah, yes, yes. Very 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 traded him fucking
0: out the week that he exploded. (laughs) So. Um, Tom Hyman go fuck yourself. Um, but I, he's actually one that could be a cheeky one for next year, but he's probably got to be priced too highly for what he's worth. Um, but with this year, um, yeah, I think Jack Steele's probably the only one that I can think of. Rowan Marshall's come into his own late, but you can't
1: yeah, Mark, it, like it him all depends for the whole year. Yeah, it all depends on when you brought him in. If you started him or you brought him in really early, you'll be absolutely livid with Rowan Marshall. But if you just waited since he had the surgery, um, sort of round 16 onwards, he has absolutely exploded going um, under hundred just twice. So yeah, it it all depends with Rowan Marshall. Um, I still stand by the fact that he's a next year proposition.
0: We'll go through a few um, next year ones for St. Kilda then. So a lot of people are eyeing off Hunter Clark for next year, um, mainly because he's had a fair few um, injury and concussion-affected games that will drop his price a lot. But I can't bring myself to pick him like for next year unless he absolutely explodes in preseason, which he probably could. But he's one that people have been eyeing off so far. What are your thoughts there, Pardo?
1: Yeah, it feels like the ultimate burn net man for me. I know he let a lot of coaches down this season um, by having some decent scores, but also some lower scores. And then, as you mentioned, all those injury issues. So I'm not the biggest fan of him. Now, he played around 20, must have got injured again, the poor guy. But at 288,000, an average of 74, I think his price might go up from that 288,000 next year, just because he's averaging 74 this year. And I don't like it over 300,000, especially in defense, Dano.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, another one, there's a guy called um, Matthew Allison at St. Kilda. Don't know if he'll play or not, but he's a, he's a tall motherfucker. And it all depends on whether or not St. Kilda have the tall timber to start next season. If they don't have the tall timber to start next season, he could be a good one. The only thing is, I don't think you'll pump out 80s to 100s I think he'll be more like the usual key position players that you get where they just get in their 40s to 65 70 range Um, but I want to I want to see a bit more from him and there's another bloke Um, but he's he's debuted this year and it fucking annoyed the shit out of me that was Leo Connolly and I want to see how he goes again but I don't think he'll start the season next year but hopefully he does Um, he's been playing and from all accounts and all reports from the St. Kilda camp is that he is a very good prospect for them and it might even be not even 2022. It might be 2023 or 2024 that he comes into his own, but I just want to keep an eye on him as well. Um, The other obvious one would be Rowan Marshall to start next year if he's forward. Pato.
1: Yeah, I think he's done enough up forward uh, to be a ruck forward again next year. It's all going to depend on Paddy Ryder for me. If Paddy Ryder goes on, I'm not sure I like the Royal Marshall pick. uh, But if Paddy Ryder does retire, I think that's an absolute no-brainer and so will 70% of the Supercoach community and he'll be in a lot of teams.
0: And then we've got to start Jack Steele next year. There's no questions. He's done it two years in a row, huge.
1: Yeah, as I mentioned before, though, it may be a case of choosing between him and someone like Bontempelli, who I think is going to be cheaper, or McRae, or well, will be you cheaper. Just, I, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't ended the season all too well. I reckon he's oh, averaging yeah, less than, than Steel, so he'll be cheaper. Um, and I just think when you when you compare Steel with what your Walshers and your Olivers and, and those sort of guys, I I don't think Steel looks as attractive next to those guys. Yep, oh, that's fair. But, to but in saying that in saying that, that would make him a, a pretty big POD. Yeah. We'll move on to Sydney now.
0: Now, who have you liked from the Sydney Swans this year? And there's a fair few of them that you can say, Paddo.
1: Yeah, the the obvious ones, Callum Mills. Uh, if you started it with him like you did, Dano, and I brought him in for in round one for Patrick Dangerfield when 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 he got suspended, um, you'd be absolutely laughing now. In still just 18% of teams don't know now whether he was traded out from a bunch a couple of weeks ago I don't know for sure but averaging 114 he's had a brilliant year playing that midfield role that was so long touted and finally did it this year so you've got to be wrapped with him. Um, a little bit more of a left field one, Tom Hickey just came from absolutely yeah. nowhere, was forever the guy that backed up Nick Nat and played 50% of games and, and sort of Never really set the world on fire, but this is, was a really shrewd pickup from Sydney. Um, they threw him in as their sole ruck pretty much, and his average at 102 for the year, which is which is pretty impressive. Now he started at about 260,000 dano, and if you started him and got an average of 102 from him, you'd be absolutely stoked. Um, missed a couple of games; that's the only negative there. But he's a ruckman, so most of them do miss games. Unfortunately, those big limbs are pretty hard to get up week to week and, and rock a full game. But, uh, yeah, Tom Hickey has been really good and in just 8% of teams as well. So, yeah, he's been good.
0: The other ones I was going to focus on were Chad Warner and uh, Errol Goulden. Those two have been pretty fucking good. Um, great cash cows and huge bright futures there. Um, the Brayden Campbell was one that I was actually disappointed with. It sounds harsh. But I think it's because I had such high hopes for him. And he just didn't fire. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to be a gun, because I reckon he is. He, I reckon his foot skills are fucking amazing. So um Braden Campbell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he shows uh, plenty of talent, Dana. I think he's yeah. going to be a really, really good player for the Swans in the coming years. And he actually played last round and, and scored 63. And if he was doing that in round three, he would have made us plenty of cash. But <laughs> Um, he's, he's a great prospect for for the Swans for the future, for sure. Now, another one, Dano, um, Joel Amati, He He's yeah. had a pretty good year um, as a later season cash cow and came in and debuted around 12. Gave us some pretty solid scores backing up the rock and playing forward, kicking a few snags, um, averaged 61 and made 86,000. So... Um, was decent over the buys and gave you that real good coverage because he was a ruck forward swing. So I know I didn't use him in Super Coach, but I brought him in in Dream Team, and he was super helpful for me just rotating between forward and ruck through those buys. So um, definitely played his part there.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, we'll focus now on who you... one.
1: Sorry, one more oh, yeah. that's had a really good year, and and again is dependent on when or if you brought him in, but he's in just 3.2% of teams, but that's Luke Parker. Yeah. Didn't really set the world on fire earlier on in the year. It was a little bit up and down, but fuck Dano from round 17, this guy's dropped 132, 128, 122, 111, 108 and 148. And is just willing Sydney towards the finals. And one, honestly, one of the, the form teams going into September, but maybe we'll save that for next week, Dano. But yeah. um. Yeah, Luke Parker would have been a massive POD for you, even this week if you've still somehow got a fucking trade left. It um, <laughs> would be a really good option to bring in if you want a POD for your grand final. Um, planning against Gold Coast Suns, so he might go another 150-odd score and be the, the difference for you in your grand final.
0: Yeah, and I will focus on the Suns for next year. So <laughs> there's one player in defence that every year... We're like he's gonna play and then he never fucking plays. I so hope <laughs> that 2022 is the year of Will Gould.
1: No, he doesn't exist. There's no way he plays. It, it's
0: it's like um who's that who's the bloke from um Fremantle that we go with every year?
1: Luke Valente.
0: Valente he's literally the Swan's version of Valente, he just never plays every year. You expect him to play and he never does. So Will Gould, I hope. Next year, I hope 2022 is his year because we need that fucking sexy cash cow in defense.
1: And I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced that these are just computer-generated players that Sydney and Fremantle have both just created just to, to fill in a spot in their, their list because they have to sit hit a certain amount of players. <laughs> um, and they just generated these guys not to actually pay them a cent. But just to, to cover that spot, um, I'm convinced, Don't know I've never seen them. Don't know what they look like. Don't know oh, I've they seen exist. Valente.
0: I've seen training, training footage of Valente and his freaking uh pictures and stuff, but I haven't seen anything of Will Gould.
1: I reckon that was the water boy mate at Freo, but Will Gould he's been six percent of teams,
0: Dano. 6%. <laughs> um that's more than Luke Parker.
1: <laughs> it's a double the amount of Luke Parker what mate. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, look, 2022 might finally be the year of Will Gould. Uh, might depend on what Jake Lloyd does next year. I can't see him retiring, but I know he's probably getting towards the end into his 30s. But um, yeah, Is we this? might finally see Will Gould. Uh, uh, Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd?
0: Oh, well, I wouldn't think that he... Is he that old?
1: What? He's in his 30s. Is he?
0: Fuck me. I'm so out of this. Hang on, I'm gonna double check this.
1: I, no, I'm I'm very wrong. It's 27. I thought so. I was like, "What the fuck?" He's, it, he's, he's a month he's, old, he's, he's a month
0: older than um Nick Curtis. He's turning turning 28, so he's hitting his prime. <laughs> oh shit! Because um, the on a podcast. Um, because next yeah. year, I was actually I never start Jake Lloyd. I always try and bring him in. Um, one year that failed dismally for me because I was like, he's going to have one-off game and then his price will plummet. This year, I actually never brought him in because Callum Mills did everything for me from the start. Um, but next year will be the year that I pick Jake Lloyd from the start, hundred percent. Um, I think he'll be the cheapest that he's been in a while, so. I don't think you can look past that. Um, Other ones for next year, whoever fucking comes out of the Sydney's ones Academy, whoever it is going to be, I think we just got to get them in.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They've got a way of hiding players in that Academy and just having them explode. Um, So yeah, definitely. Even guys that haven't played this year and have come from that Academy guys like Matthew Ling. um, I think he debuted last year actually, but could play next year. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam Naismith coming off the year off might be a fairly cheap. Who was the um, um,
0: ruckman that they got from the mid-season? Lachlan McAndrew. Was that it? I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Is he? He's a ruck. I thought he, they did draft a ruck, so it must be.
1: Yeah, they did. I'm not sure how far back in the pecking order it'd be though. Sam Naismith will be back next year. Obviously, Tom Hickey will still be there. They've got um, Amadi as well, who plays a little bit of ruck. And they've also yeah. got another ruck on their list, I feel. Someone I'm forgetting. I might be wrong.
0: Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, um
1: No one really cares, to be honest. But um, <laughs> one I really like for next year, Dano, as a really big POD. You may know where I'm going with this. Okay. Jordan Dawson. Yes. Yes. He's... Quietly had quite a solid year. Now, I don't think it would be super cheap, um, but if he can be around the 500000 mark, he might be a decent starter option next year. Um, yeah, he is... he's been thrown around a little bit on field, so he's, he's played a little bit of wing. He's played some half-back and stuff like that, but I don't mind... He'll be on my watch list for preseason next year. It
0: won't surprise me if they put him mid-only. It will not surprise Pretty me.
1: surely played enough defense.
0: I'm, I'm hoping that he's a defensive mid or even a uh, he, he pushed up forward for a, fit, a bit too didn't he? Can't remember. I know he did the previous year. Um but anyway. Um yeah Tell he's, him
1: Sinclair's the other ruck I was thinking of by the uh, way. yeah no nah, never
0: go Sinclair.
1: No, no, go. no 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 but he's he's the other ruck that I was thinking of. Oh, so yep. yeah the one that they drafted he's he's miles behind the pecking order. Yep that's fair. Um could you anyway, could you consider Luke Parker next year, mate? So we had a discussion about
0: this, and I spoke with um, Bryce Mitchell from Twitter about um, whether or not Luke Parker would actually be a forward eligibility next year. Turns out he attends way too many centre bounces, so highly unlikely that he will be a mid forward next year because I was hoping that he would be because then I'd pick him. But I can't pick him if he's a sole mid. just couldn't do it. There's too many better options. Yeah, fair. And you you always count on him to have one low game, and then his price will drop. So
1: yeah, maybe maybe one to look out for for that finals run yeah. late in the year again, like this year.
0: He always hits his straps like that. Anyway, we'll move on to West Coast. So, who have you liked from West Coast Eagles this year? Because I there's not many that I like besides one player. Oh, sorry, two. I'll say two. I forgot about um, Old man Hearn. So one of them's Old man Hearn. <laughs>
1: Uh, so the one I think you're thinking of, I'm actually going to consider starting next year as a POD. Are we thinking of the same one? I reckon surely we are. Uh, who, who are you thinking of? Nick Nat.
0: Yeah, okay, it's Nick Nat. <laughs> his,
1: oh, okay. um, his minutes have gone up this year. And so are his centre bounce attendances. Yep. And that's coincided with an average of 113 on the year. Um, and I get the sense, yeah, he's dropped below 100 just three times, don't know All year. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you compare that with someone like... I think he's been a better pick if you had him than Max Gorn. Um, I know Max Gorn had those monster stores, scores early, but he's been a little bit of a yo-yo since Luke Jackson really emerged. So... Um, I mean, especially when when Grundy missed that time, if you went Grundy to Nick Nat and just held Nick Nat for the rest of the year, you'd be laughing because even Grundy's dropped off the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, and I'm seriously going to consider him for next year should he get through preseason unscathed.
0: Yeah, no, I don't mind that. Don't mind that. Um, but yeah, the other one was old man Hearn for me. Um, is he? Do you reckon he's going to retire? Like, or is he going to keep going? What's the go there? Is he contracted? It's really hard
1: to say because he's had... Two really injury affected years now um, in a row, um, and he's 34 next month. They know.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's maybe he's going to retire. But yeah,
1: it's really really hard to tell because um, they've
0: got they've got Foley and they've got Withit in there that can easily take over from him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even Luke yeah. Edwards has played a little bit off that half back line. Um,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So- it's, it's a real tough situation because he's still their captain. Um, so whether, as, as the journos say, whether he'll get the tap on the shoulder um, and push to move on. I mean, I know West Coast will have a really hard look at their list this year. and, and Oh, fuck wonder, yeah. wonder what went wrong now. I, I feel like injuries have made a, a huge effect on how they've gone this year. And I, I think to be in the hunt for final still with one round to go... Um, has been a great result with, with some of the, the games that some of their best players have missed this year. Um, Jeremy McGovern, Elliot Yo, Luke Shuey, Shannon Hearn. Um, those guys have missed a chunk of time this year. And to still be in that hunt, I think, yes, they have underperformed considering their list, but I don't think the Eagles should come down as hard on them as what they probably will. Um, but, yeah, Destination Club, They've got the most members in the comp, Dano. so they're they're thriving off field, uh, and I don't think it'll be too long. I think they'll bounce back for next year. Um, and it's just about whether you think if if we move on to next year, whether we think guys like Tim Kelly have a, a bounce back year after an injury riddled year. Nah, I um, can't see
0: that happening. Are we going to shift on to next year for them?
1: Yeah, if yeah. you want, unless you want to mention the other, oh, you Kern was the other one for you, wasn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, I only had the two, which was. Hearn, and yeah, it was fucking Nick Nat. Um, didn't really like anyone else. They played some of their youngsters, like Edwards and Foley and whatnot, but yeah, I didn't have any, any of them, so <laughs> I can't really comment. Anyway, move on to next year. Who are you going to look at or with some intrigue, I'll say, with some Yeah,
1: intrig- definitely Nick Nat, for sure, as I mentioned before. Um, I think he could be a really, maybe not have the huge ceiling, that guys like Grundy has, but I think he'll give you a solid 110 most weeks. And I think that might be really helpful in the ruck next year, but I'll have a think about that for the next six months. Um, the other two I will seriously consider, um, maybe three even, I'll have a look at pre season. And that's all their midfielders Elliot Yo, Tim Kelly, and Luke Shuey. Um, I think they'll be quite. Mm-hmm. Quite discounted for next year based on their current price and their averages. So, Yo and Kelly both averaged 85, and Luke Shui's averaging 84 currently. So, they could be sub 450K, Dano. And I think that's very juicy. You just got to pick the right one, I think. Yeah. Um, Elliot Yo is probably my favorite of the three.
0: Correct. That's mine too. <coughs> yeah, um, yeah.
1: But yeah, look, he was coming off 12 months off this year um, and is starting to look decent enough on the field. Um, I think he's got a couple of hundreds in a row. Yeah, 117-101. Got a 50 against Collingham, but 100 and 104 before that as well. So he's hit some form late, and it's enough for me, just to be slightly intrigued for next year. Um, He'll be mid only. There's no chance of him getting another position. But, yeah, he's definitely one I'm going to be keeping an eye on for next year.
0: I have someone that I'm going to look at, and I just want to know what their price is going to be. That's Big Willie. Willy Rioli, because
1: he can oh, play no. next year, can't he? You know what? He's playing this weekend. Oh, is he? No, shit. shit. So that could, go, that could go two ways. So he's playing Brisbane. So he might get Starsevich, um and score about 20. Now, that's best case scenario for you, Dano,
0: yeah.
1: or anyone really, because if he scores a 20, he may go down to 150K, and I think you'd be very tempted at that price. Yeah. Uh, but he could also kick two or three goals, score 60-odd, and, and be thrown k for next year. And I don't think you look at him at that price. But, um, yeah, it could go one of two ways this weekend, Dano. Fuck. Hopefully, he has a down game so he can be nice and discounted for next year.
0: Fuck, I didn't realise he was playing.
1: Shit. Yep, yep. they've announced it as well. He's definitely playing. Oh,
0: fuck life. Okay. Anyway, good on you, Willie. Good on you, big Willie. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, he's he's another one that I was looking at next year, maybe. Or i would be keen to see who the Eagles actually draft because I just had a look at their list then, and most of their guys have already debuted. So yeah, do they it's even have
1: their first round pick in the draft? Don't know. I? I don't fucking know. So, I reckon uh, Geelong have it still from that Cali deal, and yeah, they're shit. essentially relying on drafting. Uh, sorry, recruiting guys. Um, and bringing them in. So, yeah, fuck.
0: They're cooked then. Yeah.
1: yeah they've, they've, their only first round pick in the last eight or so years has been Jared Brander. And it's really showing with those young guys coming through. There's some there's some okay players there, but there's no mm-hmm. out and out start. So I think they'll have a really big drop off once those Kennedys and those sort of guys retire.
0: Yeah, right. Um, we'll move on to the final team. To the Western Bulldogs. So, <laughs> who have you liked this year from the Bulldogs, Pat? Oh,
1: mate. So this is probably the most Supercoach relevant team in the whole comp. Yeah, and I think they're going to be even more relevant next year. Yeah, right. So, um, this year, really obvious. McCray and Montepelli, um, just absolute stars on the field and for Supercoach as well. Um, ever reliable. McRae's averaging 129, so he might be around 700,000 for round one next year. Um, and Bonte Pally with an average of 122, just absolute star. I think he'll win the Brownlow this year. Oof. And um, yeah, yeah, hard to go past those two.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't mind Dunkley until he went down. Like he was, it was fucking unreal. Um, he's contracted till end of next season.
1: No, Dunkley's out of contract this year, so we're going to see what ah. happens there. Now, he's publicly said that he's happy at the Bulldogs, but we all know last year he requested a trade to Essendon, and the Bulldogs did not go ahead with it. So, whether he tries to get Essendon again this year, Dano, for next year, um, geez, that would make Essendon a bloody good team. Uh, and if and if they can pick up Josh Dunkley, he's an absolute lock round one, regardless of whether yep. he's forward or not. Um. Yep. But I don't think you can consider his Supercoach season a win, really. Even
0: yeah. even with his average
1: of 106 as a forward, I just with those injuries and stuff, I think it's a it's a cross for him. Um, now I think his teammate as a as a forward uh, Bailey Dale, I think he's had a pretty good year. He's averaging less, but he's been pretty consistent. Um, he's been a little bit up and down, but he's played and averaged 95 on the year and has had some big games playing off that half back line. So Bailey Dale has had a pretty good year. I'm
0: going to say Anthony Scott and Cody Waitman as well. Those two, good cash cow generation right there. Can't fault that at all. Um, Caleb Daniel, would you put, give him a tick or what would what would you do?
1: I don't think you can give him a tick or a cross. I, I think the question he's mark. underperformed. Yeah, I think he's underperformed, but also done well at stages as well. And he's just been thrown around too much. It's not Caleb's fault. Um it really is Bevo's salad that's just tossed him around and and said good luck, mate. So um, I think I don't think it's a part of the ground where he hasn't played this year, except the ruck. Okay, you're, um, you're in a bit of trouble if he's in the ruck, because um, I reckon my knee would be hot, would be taller than him. <laughs> um, but yeah, not a bad shout with Scott and uh, Waitman as well. They've been pretty decent cash cows for us. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, interestingly enough, I'm going through the Bulldogs super Coach players, and they've only had two players not play this year, which is just unprecedented.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, for next year, who are you eyeing off? Who And who well, would you
1: like to see
0: a bit more of?
1: I'm eyeing off uh, quite a number of Western Bulldogs for next year. So, obviously, McCray and Bontempele. Yep, yep. That's really obvious. Um, Dunkley now, would Dunkley be one. Think he might keep his forward status next year, which would be a, a massive game changer. And hopefully he has another down game this week, around 60-odd again, so his average can go down. So we can hopefully get him around 500,000 next year. That would be really helpful for us. Um, Bailey Dale, I think, moves as a to a defender, and he won't have forward status. So I don't think you look at him. I don't think he's going to be good enough as a defensive-only player. The one that I am absolutely all over, Dano, and I think he'll gain forward status, and that's Tim English.
0: Yep.
1: Um,
0: You could even do a Tim English, Rowan Marshall, like R2 slash F2, F3 switch, if you wanted to. If if he gets
1: it. I mean, personally, I think you have them both in your forward line, and you just have a, a... Ruck slash forward rookie as your R three, and you just rotate them. Um, you'll be fine for buys um, if they have buys next year, and yep. you can rotate according to matchups. If 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 you don't like a matchup, and it can and it means you could take a risk with your R two spot. You could go with a Sean Darcy who might miss some time, but you've got easy cover to swing around. Um,
0: there's there's another forward. cover that I'm I'm going to look at next year, and the only thing is. His body the last two seasons have been made of tissue paper. You know who I'm referring to.
1: Is it Josh Shackey?
0: I was actually thinking of Shackey at, at, down defence, but no.
1: It's actually Adam Trelaw.
0: Now, oh, it all... God, Dino, no, no. No, no,
1: him that here. I old him you, Daino. No, you've moved him on here. from that, mate. Him no, him here. no <laughs> mate, no. I can't give up my boy. I can't give up I my know. boy. Now, you know, that's five years ago you. I know you used to start him every year, but oh, you've, got, him past. Sometimes you've just got to move <laughs> on from past relationships and just put him in the bin. And that but, is Adam Trelawney. But just hear me, out. Just hear me uh, out. There's no buts here. Just it's a, the just first year
0: since 2014 that he's actually dropped below 100 average. And he's in a new team. And he actually did go on a fucking sexy run there. Of 108, 118, 117, 113, and then obviously dropped off and got injured again. <laughs> but if true if it all will depend, sorry, my power just fucking went off. It will all depend on whether or not Dunkley stays at the club, in my opinion.
1: I still don't like it. Um, if Dunkley leaves, I like Liberatore as an option potentially next year. But no, no. Adam Chalor <clears throat> is the Patrick Grips of next year, Dano, um, as well as Patrick Cripps. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it.
0: Yeah, okay. That's 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 a fair assessment. Um, today, yeah, let's just have quickly any... talk
1: about. Let's just quickly talk about Josh Shackey here. Yeah. Um, another one that has been moved to defense late in the year is as a way to try and reinvigorate this his career. Now we know he was a number one draft pick. Um, got drafted by Brisbane, cracked the shits, didn't want to play for Brisbane, didn't want to contend for premierships, um, took the easy way out, just like the other number one pick that the Western Bulldogs picked up, um, having a sook about not getting drafted where he wants to. And um, Josh Shackey, no fucking good as a forward, uh, went to defense and looked okay. Now, unfortunately, there's only three games as a sample size. So he had 91 against the Demons, 54 against Adelaide, and 82 against the Bombers. Now that's... Without a preseason in defence, that's pretty much just throwing him in there, seeing how he went, and he looked okay in defence. Dano, I'd I'd um, have others ahead of
0: him. His price so, would be too awkward next year.
1: Yeah, it'll all depend on price for sure. But with an average of sixty-eight, I think he'll probably be two fifty-ish. Um, nah,
0: sixty-eight. Maybe, nah, nah. A little bit more. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure Z. Zee- his- I'm pretty sure Zebel was less. And he was like 270 something.
1: Yeah. So I think think 60
0: ranges. I think you're in the 300K range.
1: He's probably going to be a similar price to Dan Rioli. And Dan Rioli is probably a better option, in my opinion, because he plays that rebounding sort of running carry game and could have a really big jump in average next year if he plays that role. But look, Shaki maybe is a draft option, might be really decent next year. He'd be available as a forward and defender probably. Um, and wanting to keep an eye on that preseason.
0: Yep. Anyway, we are not called the Super Coach co-captains for nothing every week. We give you guys VC and C options to try and further your team. Grand final week this week. Let's fucking get this right, people. We'll give you some left fielders um, to make it pop. Pretty much the VC options are going to be where it's at. So Friday night game is where a lot of VCs will probably come out of better.
1: We finally... We actually have a fixture this week, which is yep. brilliant.
0: Yep, and that's Friday night is Western Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide and Marvel Stadium. So you're gonna have a plethora of VC options in this one. Who do you think will stand out the most? Let's let's give let's give two players each. Or who think we think will dominate or could dominate.
1: Well, can I steal McCray and Bontepelli?
0: Fuck, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, they're the two obvious ones for me. Um, I don't think you fuck around too much with this one. Um, just get it done. McCrae and Bontopelli both do really well at Marble. Um, home game. Now, the only thing you look at is the Bulldogs' form has been a little bit down over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so pass. yeah, and Port Adelaide have obviously coming off a game where they kicked 19 goals in a row against the pathetic fucking blues. Um, what a mess they are. But anyway, that's well, maybe here that, comes my that- two.
0: Here comes my two lefties. Ollie Wine's yep. being one of them in Brownlow medal contention form.
1: Yeah, the is other one. Charlie
0: Dixon? Fuck yeah, it's Charlie Dixon. That's
1: I think I think be. I think, think he could
0: kick an absolute fucking bag, but I don't think Charlie could get up to that big one forty that you might want. But the player that I think might be able to is Travis Boak, old man Boak. So, really, it's three I options. But I'd I'd go Wine's or Boak in this one. I reckon Bokey will turn back the clock again as he has done. I wouldn't like any
1: midfielders against that Bulldogs team, Dano. Now it's, it's worth noting that just last week, Peter Wright scored 146 against the Bulldogs with a bag of seven goals. Yeah, Um, Yeah. It would not surprise me at all to see Charlie Dixon do something similar. And, um, yeah, look. If you've got Dixon, it might be worth a cheeky VC. It could come off. Um, you could look like an absolute genius. And if you've got someone in the next game coming up, it's an easy backup captain option.
0: Yep. Got to get those VCs right because they can win you win you games. Like I was, I thought last week that Clayton Oliver would outdo my Josh Kelly one forty odd score. I was wrong, but I took Josh Kelly's score as safety. So those VCs can help. I can really help. We'll move on to the Saturday game, which is Richmond versus Hawthorne. The MCG.
1: Hmm. There's, um, only, there's only one option here, know Tom Mitchell. There may be another one.
0: There yeah. may be another one. What do you think about Chad Wingard, if you've got him?
1: That's not a bad shout, but... You'd have to not yeah.
0: have Tom Mitchell.
1: The issue is I think Warpool and O'Meara are both back this weekend. So is he going to play a bunch of midfield time or are the other guys going to play that midfield spot? Wingard yeah. is someone that's a little bit older in age. Um, whether he continues on at Hawthorne next year, we'll see what happens. But I like how I you keep saying good. people are older in age. I don't even think he's that
0: old. I think he's like 27.
1: No, he's twenty-eight.
0: He's twenty-eight. What?
1: Fucking (laughs) hell! I
0: I thought he was
1: in his thirties.
0: Nah, I remember because when the Giants came into the competition, because all of the Giants players are my age from their first year, and I'm twenty-eight, and he refused to get. He told the Giants that he didn't want to get drafted to them, so he said that he said I'd leave anyway, even if you drafted me. So they didn't draft him.
1: You know what? If he got drafted to the Giants, he would have played in more grand finals than he has playing at Port and Hawthorne. So suck shit, Shay Wingard.
0: Uh, I, no, no Richmond players in this one.
1: I mean, someone like Shea Bolton could have a really random um, big game, but... Not worth it. Yeah, I'm not sure I like it. I, I think if he does have a big game, you'll just be happy with him on field because he fucking owes us.
0: <laughs> Valid point. Uh, we'll move on to Sydney versus the Gold Coast Sun So you've already said your um, one of your cheeky VC options in that one. You said Parker.
1: Uh, well, Luke Parker, yeah, for sure. Um, I think you're gonna have a really good game now. If Callum Mills returns, I don't mind him as a VC option in this one. Um, but with Achilles' soreness, is it worth the risk? Probably not. Um, yeah, Luke Parker, I really like. Tookie Miller, obvious choice. Um, I don't like Tookie Miller only because Sydney do tend to tag hard. Yeah,
0: but he's a contested and- ball fucking beast. It doesn't matter if someone's hanging off him. It's like Ben Cunnington. It doesn't matter if someone's hanging off him. He just gets a contested possession.
1: Yeah, fair. He's
0: it's, it's one of those rare, rare ones where I'd be like, yeah, it doesn't matter if the opposition's going to tag her. Sometimes I even think his points could go up because... Some uncontested ones end up becoming contested and he gets more points for him. He just finds a way. He's a fucking jet. Um, swans, swans, swans. Anyone else from the swans?
1: Now, I've got one more, Dano. Yep. And you wouldn't put the C on him, but you'd put the VC on him.
0: It's not Buddy, is it? It I is Buddy.
1: <laughs> ah! Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying he's going to kick this many goals this weekend, but he's 14 goals off 1,000. Oh, but and you want to kick a bag before the first final just in case. He got rested last weekend. So he's going to be raring to go. It yep. would not surprise me to see Buddy kick about eight goals. Yep, okay. And quite frankly, I think this is a game that could be an 80-point win to Sydney. Um, Gold Coast don't have a lot to play for, and I think Stuart June might be under a little bit of heat, so I think the players might have put the cue in the rack. And this could be a relatively big win to Sydney. Yeah. And if that's yeah. the case, Buddy could kick a huge bag. Yep.
0: Now, move on to the next game, Brisbane Lions versus the West Coast Eagles. Wow. Okay. Wow. This one, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I I always pop up Daniel Rich here and there. Um, I don't mind Daniel Rich in this game. The only thing is, there's not many captain options on the Sunday. Oh, there actually is. Sorry, my bad. No, there's one,
1: one very obvious one.
0: Yeah. Oh, I could say two we'll or three it. actually.
1: We'll, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah. Um, But anyway, Daniel Rich is a VC Smokey. I don't mind. Um, is Neil going to play? Neil playing? Yeah,
1: I've heard Neil's playing, so I don't mind him as a final scratch match, essentially, for him for the finals. Um, West Coast have really conceded big scores to midfielders this year, so I think Lockie Neil will get off the chain a bit and be pretty keen to show that he's ready to go for finals next week.
0: West Coast is so shit. I would love to see them not make the finals after being in the eight all year.
1: And could you imagine if Frio made it instead? Be oh a fucking fuck meltdown. yeah!
0: It would be so good. It'd be so good.
1: Personally, I think the two will be Essendon and GWS, but it'd be pretty funny to see Frio get in there over West Coast.
0: Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, it won't. Like, I, I've been giving my mate Tomo, who's an avid Carlton fan, works in radio, uh, SEN, and all that shit. I've been giving him shit for. Carlton because he told me that the Giants won't make the 8 in 2021 and I'm like ah, it's a different year mate and he, and he reckoned that Carlton would make it and he's conceded that his team's shit but I've been giving him so much shit about the Giants already making finals that if they go and fucking lose to Carlton, which won't surprise me because the Giants have a really bad track record of shit against shit teams they'll then drop out and then I'll cop shit so what? <laughs> Anyway, focus on that game on the Sunday. I um, oh no, that's Saturday night. Fuck. Blockbuster game. Um, but anyway, Jared Lyons, maybe? Or... I don't think he has
1: the ceiling to really like him as a, as a BC option. What about Especially with some of the other options. Uh, oh, nickname against McInerney might be a really good shout. Yeah. Um, have him? Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's the only, only ones I could really think of. Um, yeah. Or oh, oh, imagine a uh, witherden playing against his old team and getting like a 180. Oh, <laughs> if you got witherden, you got actually, problems.
1: No, you don't. I actually really like witherden as an option without Hearn. And, um, I actually suggested to, to a, a guy from work who was in a couple of cash leagues and had two trades last week and obviously had defense carnage like all the rest of us and i, I said to him bring in with it in um i think i have a really good game now he's scored 96 which isn't horrible um the thing is he chose daniel rich instead who had an absolute shocker against collingwood so yeah. no one saw that coming and um yeah he was a bit disappointed by that one but still one is super coach final so good on your lids
0: kill cool. anyway we got Geelong Cats versus the Melbourne Demons at GMHPA BCDFG Stadium, uh, 7.25 p.m. on a Sunday, uh, Saturday night, I should say. Um, main main, main ones in this one. Oh, do you reckon Geelong are actually going to fucking pull their finger out? Like, the St Kilda game was still pretty shit, I've
1: got to admit. I would love nothing more than to see Geelong go out in straight fucking sets and also lose this game against Melbourne down at their stadium. I would love nothing more than to see that, don't I?
0: Yeah, fair. Um, So I'm assuming that you're going to be siding with the Melbourne players in this one?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, it all depends on what they do with O'Connor, whether they send him to a Petrarca or an Oliver. But um, these big games, Clayton Oliver tends to do really well in. So, I don't mind Petraka, uh, Oliver as, as a nice option.
0: Yeah. Um, if Stevie May doesn't play, I don't mind Tomahawk just because it'll make Le- Lever will be a bit more accountable one on one with the man to starters. And I think Tomahawk's is too fucking strong. Uh, but if May plays and they keep sending it to Tomahawk in the air, he's, he'll he'll score shit. Um, but yeah, that's all dependent on if May plays. Um, Dangerfield, to have an absolute blinder, you reckon, like last week or nah?
1: Uh, funnily enough, Dangerfield actually seems to go really big and, and relatively average week on, week off. So he's probably due for a poor one here. Um, and I think you'll get a bit of attention as well. What about Guthrie, the guff? The guff. Oh, mate, we love the guff. We love the guff. Um, it'd be pretty... Pretty reminiscent of the year to chuck the C on him for the final year, uh, final week of the year. I don't have yeah. him, sadly. But if I did, I'd probably chuck the C on him for good year's sake.
0: Yeah, fair. Um, no Maxi Gorn, though, because you just reckon Jackson's going to rob him of points?
1: Uh, I mean, it probably depends on how that game goes. If if you think it's going to be a close game, I think Gorn might score pretty well. Um, and it also might depend on who Geelong do... Uh, send in that ruck. So It'd be Stanley and uh, Radagalia for a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it will be. Blitzers will probably play a bit more defence um, with Tom Stewart going down to play that role. Yeah, going yep. got one hundred and thirty-five against the Cats earlier on the year, so that's a pretty decent score. But I think you'll probably get something higher from someone else this week. Yep, yep.
0: I'll oh, we'll move on to the blockbuster Saturday night game between Carlton and the Giants, and it won't, won't surprise me if it ends up being close, but it also won't surprise me if fucking the Giants absolutely whack Carlton. So either way, good show. Um, can't We always say Sam Walsh. Always say Sam Walsh. Um, Sam Walsh going to get tagged, though? Locky Ash, I think, will go to him.
1: Absolutely blanketed Dion Prestia on the weekend. Now, just quickly, you're a fucking idiot, Deon Prestia. Um, Here we go. Here imagine we go. imagine being dumb enough to fucking go on a pub crawl through Richmond during a pandemic, getting takeaway fucking shots of fireball and having them on the street and actually letting your mates post it on social media as well. That is just dumb fuckery at its highest fucking order. Um Dion, I love you as a player. You're you're one of my favourite Richmond players, but doesn't get much dumber than that, mate. Wait till next week. Our season's over. Do it on fucking Monday. Do it on Man Monday. Don't actually screw in lockdown, but fucking pull your head in, mate. <laughs> yeah, pull your fucking head in, Dion Prestia. People, there's people really struggling at home, not working and everything like that. You're still earning eight hundred fucking thousand a year or whatever you're on. <laughs> just, just taking the piss and and. Fucking drinking on the street in Richmond. Literally taking good. the piss.
0: Literally taking the piss yeah. and drinking the piss. It's not fucking good enough. Yep. No, fair enough on that one. Anyway, we're on saying that, Lockie Ash
1: absolutely blanketed him on the weekend. And I think um he may have a similar job on Sam Walsh. it be interesting to see how Sam Walsh handles that, actually, because it's probably going to be the hardest tag he has copped all year. Yeah, mainly because Lockie Ash is a running machine, like Walsh. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So... Um, This may be a little audition personally to see how Walsh goes next year in terms of whether I want to start him in round one or not because that's the only thing I'd be concerned about in terms of next year starting Walsh is just the ability to handle that tag. And if he doesn't cope the Lockie Ash tag this weekend, then I'll be pretty hesitant to start Sam Walsh as good as he's looked this year.
0: Everyone's usually like, oh, the DeBoer tag. No, man, Lockie Ash is a fucking ripper tagger at the moment. He's absolutely locked people up. Um,
1: mate. If DePaul's I if I had if I had a
0: trade, if I had a trade, I'd actually be trading Sam Walsh out this week.
1: Yeah, it's a fair shout. Um, yeah, just quickly, DeBoor's just a plonky fucking forward pocket now. Just like is that is that the Devon Smith syndrome affected on him?
0: Yeah, pretty much. It won't surprise me if DeBore plays a lot more resies next season. Won't surprise me in the slightest.
1: Or forces a move out to go somewhere else.
0: No, nah, they won't force him out. They won't force him out, but it won't surprise me if he ends up being like a captain of the Rezies um, and then comes up every now and then. Um, but anyway, Giants players in this one, I don't mind. Now, era. the real Tim Taranto stood up last weekend. The only thing is he was filling in for Toby Green. But that's the sort of performance that we want to see when he rests forward. So can he do it again against Carlton?
1: Yeah, he was unreal in that pretty much the first quarter. Dana you know, just just took the game from our yeah, four goals and a half. I know. I was watching, <sighs> mate. I was I was crying at the TV. So I know <laughs> well what he did. You don't have to remind me. Um, he was unbelievable, but he just doesn't bring it often enough now. Yeah. Josh um,
0: Kelly's the one that I think that new contract, like I said, that new contract. He's a million-dollar man. He's got to play like it. So far, he's cracked 140 in his first week after signing it. Can he
1: do it again? I actually don't mind Whitfield. Um, just the way that Carlton have looked defensively and, and with that pressure through the middle of the ground, I think Whitfield will absolutely lap that up.
0: See, I'm, I actually think that we'll see the game of his life in Isaac coming. Come dog millionaire. Come dog millionaire will not surprise me if he goes bananas in a real breakout yeah. game.
1: Yeah, I think I, I honestly feel like Toby Green will have a really big game as well. Just to just, just the Giants in general.
0: Fucking Jesse Hogan yeah. to
1: kick five. Mate, <laughs> right, this I reckon this could be a fucking hundred point win to the Giants.
0: I don't think I've actually seen a f- like the forward line with all of them in it this year, like Hogan, Green, Himmelberg. Yeah. Fucking... Oh, Brent Daniels isn't there, though. Fuck.
1: The spiritual leader.
0: Yeah. Such an underrated player. Not super coach relevant, though, which was what we focus on. But anyway, um, I reckon there could be a shellacking there. Um, we'll move on to the Sunday, which is St. Kilda versus Freo. So these are going to be your captain options. Obvious one, fucking go.
1: Uh, I don't think there is an obvious one, to be honest, know. Maybe Brayshaw, but... Not steal, no, no, he's oh. going to get a very hard tag from Sarong, and I don't think he'll do well.
0: Yeah, right. Well, it's going to be Darcy versus fucking Marshall, and it's going to be interesting because Marshall's more mobile, but Darcy likes to float forward and fucking kick. Yeah, that'll be a very green. interesting matchup. Yeah, so, um, so you like Brayshaw in that one then only?
1: Yeah, Brayshaw off a week off, um, St Kilda tend to not really tag and just let people do their thing. Uh, Walsh got 180-odd against the Saints um, early on in the year. So I'm not saying Brayshaw will get 180. But, um, I mean, Freo need to win this to make finals. And I feel like Brayshaw's the sort of guy that might just put his team on his back, um, future Freo captain if he stays there, and may just have a really big performance. Um, I just get the sense that Freo will be pretty hungry to, to have a big win just to give themselves every possibility of making the eight because this game is before the Essendon game so there's a little bit of intrigue there that if Collingwood do somehow get the job done Frio can have a chance of making finals if they win big.
0: Yeah okay which brings us to the next game which is Essendon versus Collingwood um, so with this one now yeah, the biggest disappointment for me has been Brody Grundy so far um, he just hasn't looked right he hasn't looked like himself But do you reckon he can tail up Draper? Or do you reckon it's just... I don't.
1: I don't. He looks absolutely pathetic. His security's bag. He's uh, going through the motions and just doing what he needs to do to get that million dollars a season. I think... um, I mean, I'm I'm even worried about him for next year, but that's a discussion for another podcast. But yeah, look, I'm not super keen on it.
0: Saki Merritt?
1: I do really like Zach Merritt. Um, I also really like that calling forward as well. Um, this is a game where we won't see a tag at all. I think we'll have see some really big midfield scores from both teams, even someone like Jake Stringer. Um, yep. If you've got a trade left and you're looking for a huge POD trade-in option um, to win you a final, um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how much Jake Stringer is. He's 505000 so he's not cheap, but I mean... He could go 150 big this week. Well, um, if
0: Zeeble's not in.
1: Yeah, that's a really easy sideways trade for me.
0: And um, you don't have to wait too long to find out with your final either because they're both the second last and last game of the, of the round. Um, So yeah. you can hold off until you can make that trade.
1: Yeah, that's if you don't have that Collingwood forward. Um, I like either of those options if... Hall is named in a laid out or whether he's named out tomorrow uh, Thursday night, we'll see. But um, I really like those guys as options to win you a Coach final if, if you need um, as, as a huge POD. Yeah, but so that's no. relying on people having trades, don't know? And with the year that we've <laughs> yeah. had, I'm very doubtful that people have trades. Um, yeah, the, the trade-in numbers down at Supercoach gold, Projectors is uh, very low, Dano. The most traded in player has been traded in 367 times, so that tells you all you need to know. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Um, so they're the ones for the excellent in game. No other cheeky options like a Taylor Adams or anything, or that crisp. I like. Yeah, crispy bacon. Yeah, not, not um, a bad. He's cheap.
1: been in scintillating form and looked yep. really good. Um parish as well. I mean, we know what he did against the Pies last time around.
0: Yeah, that's a valid point.
1: <laughs> Can he replicate that? Who knows? He has looked kind of average in recent weeks, but that means he's coming due. To finals. Yeah, he's I think he's due for a big one. So be risky with his form, but we'll see how we go.
0: And the last game is Adelaide versus North Melbourne. The fucking blockbuster that everyone wants to cap off the week with.
1: Yeah, what better way to end the AFL season than watching North (laughs) play Adelaide? (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, Couldn't think of a worse game to put on. Maybe Richmond-Hawthorn, that'd be a little bit less pathetic. But um, yeah, Yeah. I think my captain will actually be in this game, Dano. Is
0: it going to be Hall or Laird? Hall. Hall? Oh, actually,
1: Laird. I didn't think of that. I think it'll be Hall. I think he's going to tear Adelaide a new one. And especially if Zeebo doesn't play, he'll have even more of the ball down back.
0: Oh yeah, that's a valid point, actually. It's a very valid point. Um, I can't see Adelaide doing a uh forward tag on Hall either. Um imagine if they did though. It'd be interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've got nothing to play for. they North has secured the the wooden spoon and Adelaide, I don't think, can move off 15th. So uh sorry, 17th. There's 18 teams in the league. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, they may try it. Who knows? Yep, 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 cool. I don't think anyone would be watching this game, though. I think it's fair to say.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That is a very fair assessment. Anyway, hello, that's it for the episode. Um, do you want to shout your Twitter handle?
1: Yeah, it's
0: at C. Mine is at C. Now, um, I'm hoping that we got a guest speaker, um, guest person uh, to do the podcast with, because we are going to be doing a finals podcast. Um, finals preview and all that. And fingers crossed he gets the okay from his network. That's a big hint for you, Paddo. His network so that he can come on and talk with us at all things footy. So fingers crossed there, Paddo.
1: Yes, looking forward to that one. Hopefully you can get permission to come on because I've heard it could be, and it could be very exciting. But just quickly one last piece of advice. If you're playing fantasy Premier League, do not trade. That's my advice unless someone's out injured. Um, don't <laughs> do it. Keep Bamford. Keep those. I've already traded
0: Bamford. The- I had to get Ricardison before he jumped up in price. So I did oh, it for the, you, the Muller. You'll regret
1: it. You'll regret it. But anyway, You've been off topic.
0: Um, and if you guys are playing fantasy Premier League, Pato and I are competing as well and participating. So um yeah, we we might post a little bit about that as the season goes on. I don't know. I can't don't know if I can really be fucked doing it to be honest, Pato, but um I don't mind a bit of FPL. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I love it. I love it, mate. So um, yep, yeah, absolutely. Let us know if you play FPL um and we'll have a chat about it on Twitter.
0: Yep, easy. Anyway, from us at the Supercoach Co Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing. Now fuck off. You motherfuckers. Boom.